I cruise a lot and I always sail with travel insurance. You should too. Get a free quote today at tripinsurance.com. Here we go. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio, a review of Carnival Cruise Line's Carnival Legend this week. This is a sailing that was out of Baltimore, seven-night Bahamas cruise. Richard Sims is off this week. We'll pick up cruise news next week. But if you need your cruise news fix, head on over to Cruise Radio News. It's either on the Cruise Radio YouTube channel or just opposite of this at Cruise News Today. So Christy just returned from a seven-night cruise aboard Carnival Legend. It went down to the Bahamas, Nassau, Half Moon, and Freeport. She joins us on the line. Hey, Christy. Hi. I love me a spirit class ship, Christy. What made you want to take this seven-night cruise on Legend? I'm a teacher in New York City, and we have that week off in February every year. I think a lot of the Northeast does. I wanted to cruise my last cruise. Well, not my last cruise, but I I had done a cruise February 2020, and that was my second cruise ever, and it was about a 10-year time difference, and I just became obsessed with it, fell in love with it. And over the course of the pandemic, you know, booked and canceled and rebooked many, many cruises. So I decided to book this one because I could drive there, basically. You know, it fit into my week off and I didn't have to worry about buying plane tickets and, you know, if something were to get changed or canceled, dealing with all of that. You mentioned you fell in love with cruising after your first one. What was it about cruising that did that? It's funny. I don't even know. It was on the horizon. Uh, Again, it was February 2020. Mm -hmm. My first cruise ever was 2012 on the Disney Magic, which was also fantastic. But there was just, you know, there was a different, totally different atmosphere. And there was something about just being, being out there and being on the water and, you know, stopping in these islands and doing different things that I just, it's like, I, this is what I want to do forever. Yeah. It's funny because I, just yesterday, uh, I was at brunch with my sister and someone at the table asked me, like, what was it about cruising that made you really fall in love with it? And I didn't have an answer. It was like, I don't know. I just like yeah. it. <laughs> I just like it. I don't know. It's hard. And yeah, people ask me all the time and they're like, well, wouldn't you rather go somewhere for just one week? And I'm like, no, I don't think I would because I love being on the ship. Yeah, 100%. So you make your way down to the Port of Baltimore. How was the embarkation process down there? It was actually really smooth. I had, you know, joined a bunch of the groups on Facebook. And, you know, I had read a lot about don't come early and delays and this and that. But we were driving. We had about a three-hour drive from the Jersey Shore. And we wanted to leave plenty of time for unforeseen things happening. Mm -hmm. So there was a group of 10 of us all together. And our check-in times were... 12, 12, 30, and 1. And I think we got there around 10, 15. And, you know, I had read, don't get there early. They won't let you in. But they did. They let us into the parking lot. And they had a, I think we were maybe the fourth cars in line. They had us lined up. I believe the sailing before us didn't even start debarking yet. So we did have to wait a little bit. But then from there, it, it was all really smooth. We all walked in kind of together, even though we had different times. I mean, the last group was a little bit behind us. And I would say it was less than a half an hour, I would say, total from getting getting inside to getting on the ship. Wow. Okay. Not bad. And you make your way on board yeah. Carnival Legend. What were your first impressions of the ship? I'll be honest. My first impression, there wasn't a great smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that was a little bit of like, oh, what's going on? But once I got past that and realized like, okay, this is going to go away. Hopefully this is going to go away. 
I love the atrium. I have heard I have heard a lot about the pride. People seem to love the pride. So I was really excited to go on the legend. And the only other carnival ship I had been on was the horizon. So it was very different and um, really, really loved the look of the atrium. I just thought it was so beautiful. And, you know, then I think the first place we went to explore from there was the casino, which I also really liked because it was a lot more spacious than, than the ship we had previously been on. So it was definitely, except for the the odd odor, um, it was a good first, first impression. Did the odor go away throughout the week? It did, and it resurfaced from time to time. So never really found out exactly. I mean, it, it smelled like sewerage, so yeah. I, I don't know exactly what it was. Um, it resurfaced a few times, but never as strong as that first day. Like, when we walked on, it felt like it kind of just, like, punched you in the face. But yeah. it did go away. came back once or twice. So you just kind of coexisted throughout the week then? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I don't know. You you get used to it or it dissipates a bit or whatever it is, but sure. So you make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you have on this seven night cruise and what did you think of it? So for this one, I had a balcony. It was an obstructed view and I had booked with a PVP and he chose this room for me because of the really long balcony. Mm -hmm. I liked it. The room itself was fine. There were two of us in it, you know, space wise, it was fine. Going forward, if I'm going to book a balcony again, I would not want an obstructed view because those big orange light bulbs right in front of you do take away from it a little bit, I'd say. And and I don't need the length of the balcony. Um, A wider balcony would be great, but I don't care about the length so much. But the room was great. I had read a lot beforehand about the rooms getting really cold, but we never had that problem. Temperature was never an issue. Location was great. We were actually close to an elevator I really liked that, and sound, noise was never an issue. So I was very happy with the room overall. Let's talk about dining on Carnival Legend. Now, these Spirit-class ships only have one main dining room in the back of the ship. It's two stories. How was your main dining room experience, and what time dining did you have? It was great. We did your time dining. And, and again, we were a group of 10. So for dinner every night, we usually had about eight or seven, actually, because the kids didn't always come. And with the exception of the last night, we never had to wait more than 10 minutes for a table. And I thought the food was very good. I actually thought it was quite a bit better than the main dining room was on the horizon last summer. Nice. So I was really happy with it. Got to try a few new things, you know, have a few old favorites, but I really enjoyed that. And, you know, sometimes the main dining room I know could be hit or miss, Mm -hmm. um, probably across all ships. (laughs) But I thought this was a really good experience. So what was your favorite meal in the main dining room throughout the week? We had the the lamb was delicious. Mm -hmm. There was some really good lamb midweek and the short ribs on the last night. They were great. I think we all had them. And I always do enjoy the lobster tail. So I did get two this time. For sure. Um, They were all really good. And I, I had an appetizer that I tried for the first time because I had seen it in so many cruising vlogs that I, I, I have to try this next time. And it was the um, blackened pork tart. Mm-hmm. That was very, very good. Okay. Yeah. Did you do any specialty dining? Yeah, we did. So that's the one thing. I loved the ship and I loved the cruise, but the specialty dining is, is limited on that ship. Mm-hmm. So we did the steakhouse. That was as good as it was the last time I did it. Too much food, for sure. Definitely mm-hmm. too much food. But everything was really great. We had, um, you know, we had a ton of appetizers on the table. The shrimp cocktail was really, really nice in that steakhouse. And I went for the cowboy steak this time because I've read 
so much about that, and that did not disappoint at all. That was very good. So what did you think of Guy's Burger Joint and Blue Iguana Cantina out by the pool? So I did a lot of Blue Iguana this trip. I really liked the, the bowls and the shells. So I did a lot of salads and bowls and the shells. Had a couple of the breakfast burritos also because I've heard so much about them in vlogs, and they were really good too. Really liked Blue Iguana. You know, I like all the salsas, how fresh everything is. And I had guys, I think I only had guys twice. I say only, but yeah, I had, uh, I think first day and last day I did have a guy's burger. I always enjoy those. So that's always exciting. I did miss pig and anchor. I really miss having guys barbecue. So I'm looking forward to my next cruise for that. <laughs> How about uh, inside the buffet area? How was the food in there? I didn't eat in there much. One thing that I really do like in the buffet area are the cakes they put out during lunch. Mm-hmm. So almost every day I was able to go and check and see if there was anything there. And almost every day there was something that was very good. And I think a few times before dinner, I would go and grab some salad and cheese and olives, things like that. But I never really had a meal inside the buffet. Just curious, did they tell you what kind of capacity the ship was at? We were full. So people were trying to to book and it was sold out and we were told it was at 100% capacity. Now, I don't know if they were actually booking at 100%, but it, it was full. And I think, again, because it is a week off for so many school districts around here, mm-hmm. that probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. So it was full, but I will say it was full, but the ship never felt overwhelmingly full. I'm assuming it's the layout of the ship itself. Yeah. Um, Serenity in the middle of the day, you couldn't really find a spot to sit. And I never really checked by the Lido pool, but they do have... I think deck 10 is the deck above Lido Mm -hmm. and they have the clamshells along the sides in the back by the water slide. And so you could usually find something up there. That was really nice. I liked that a lot. So it was crowded. It was full, but it, it didn't feel overwhelmingly full. You know, when Carnival designed this ship, they really did it right. It almost has two main promenades on Deck 2 and Deck 3. How was uh, the Deck 2 where the casino is as far as cigarette smoke in and around the casino? Because you have like Bonsai Sushi right there and a couple of places outside of the casino. That was actually not bad. So, again, I I have been on the Horizon twice. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only Carnival ship I can compare it to. And it's pretty bad on that ship um, with the smoke. On this ship, we didn't find it to be bad at all. In fact, I think they have it separated between a non-smoking side and a smoking side so well, and it's a pretty spacious casino for a ship, that it wasn't noticeable to me. It wasn't an issue to me, I'm sure to some people, you know, who maybe are a little more sensitive, but I thought it was a really nice layout for a casino, and we did spend a lot of time in the casino too, so, you know, we're casino people. Right. But... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we really enjoyed the casino. Nice. Um, Very cool. So how was the entertainment on your seven-night cruise? It was good. I was trying to remember everything, too. So we saw two of the production shows. I think one was a 70s theme. And then the last night, I believe it was called Rock Revolution. It was one of those rock themes. And they were both really well done. I saw one comedy show. I always enjoy the shows like, um, you know, The Love and Marriage and stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. I never made it into the piano bar as much as I wanted to. I, I never seemed to make it in. There was always something to do. You know, I will say one thing I missed was movies on the deck outside because I, I always enjoy that at night. And so that I did miss. And the other thing, when you were talking about the promenade, I absolutely love 
that deck five that some of the other ships have, the Lanai. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that as an absence a little bit on this ship. Really, really missed having that outdoor space down there as well. But other than that, I mean, it was all great. So how about outside of the main theater? Did you catch any of the bars or entertainment around the ship? So sometimes we would hang out, you know, outside of Alchemy and they had the string musicians out there. They were always great to watch. Mm-hmm. I love that music. I enjoy that a lot. And Red Frog, we went to during the day a few times for, you know, trivia. That was actually a lot of fun. We did a few fun trivias there. And like the one morning they had crafts, you know, mm-hmm. so we did something like that. Like I said, we were in the casino a lot, so the casino bar, and then sometimes the Serenity Bar. Did you check out the nightclub on the back of the ship there, that two-story nightclub? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot. They had the silent disco, Uh which I had really hoping they would have because I had never been to one before, but I had seen videos, and that was a blast. That was so much fun. That was the only night we went into the nightclub, but it was was, I, I would definitely do that again. That was a great time. On this sailing, you had three ports of call. You hit Nassau first. How was Nassau? It was really nice. It was my first time there. For that port, I was with my parents for the day. And um, my mother had some trouble walking, but we walked over to Margaritaville. And, you know, it's not a long walk, but we, we took it slow. And I found out when we got there that you can actually buy a wristband for the beach only for $11, which is a lot cheaper than having the full resort access. And mm-hmm. I'm a beach person, so I don't want to go to the pool. I want to go into the, the ocean. Right. So we spent a couple of hours there. It was gorgeous. It was a little chilly, but it was really nicely laid out. And, you know, it's right next door to the public beach at Junkanoo. And you could see it was not quite as crowded. So that was nice. We spent a couple of hours there. And then we took a cab over to the fish ride. And we had some food over there. And then we, we went back to the ship. I think we were probably off for about a good five hours, all in all. So it was a nice day. Next time I go, I probably want to see a little more of the town as well. Yeah. Some other people in our group did that. They went and walked around and saw bits of the town. But for my first time, I always want to go see the water. That's always what I'm most excited for. How was your day at Half Moon K or Key? I love Half Moon. It was only my second time there, but I think that might be one of my favorite places. So mm-hmm. that was fantastic. It took a little while to get off of the ship, quite a while to get off of the ship. But once we got off and got there, it was great. Again, you know, the water is a little chilly, but it was definitely bearable. I mean, yeah, like I feel like you're just never going to see water that's more beautiful than that. So I stayed in it the whole day with the exception of maybe a half an hour to grab some lunch. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I always enjoy it there. I like to go kind of, I guess, to the middle of the beach by the pirate ship bar. Mm -hmm. I like that location over there. How was the weather there? We had really great weather. It was about 80. Clouds came in a little bit here and there the day we were in Half Moon. But for the most part, I mean, like I said, even though the water was chilly, I was in it probably for a good three hours straight. So it was nice weather. Yeah, gotcha. And then your next port of call was Freeport, Bahamas. I haven't been there since, well, it was uh, the very last week before the shutdown. So March of 2020, I was in Freeport. And I'll be honest, not a lot going on. How was it on your trip? Yeah, not a whole lot there. And the cruise director made that joke a lot before Uh we got there. I had never been there before. My parents had been there once, so they knew what to expect. But we got off the ship and, you know, walked around the port area, looked in some of the shops and whatnot. 
maybe spent two hours off the ship there. I was looking for an excursion, really, because I like to do something, you know, if I'm going to go to a new place. But there was really nothing that interested me. Or there were a couple that did sound interesting, but they didn't really have great reviews. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, this is my first time there. Let me just get off and see what it's about. And now I know what it's about. So I'll, I'll have to look harder for an excursion next time. Yeah, I was trying to think what they actually have. I know I went to a beach over there about 15 minutes from the cruise port. I think it was called like Tino Beach or something like that. They do like the, um, mm-hmm. what they call it, parasailing. And they have like these cool beach bars. And it's almost like a day resort, I guess, okay. on the beach. So that's uh, something to look up for next time you go there. So you make your way back. You leave Freeport. You head back up to Baltimore. It's time to get off the ship. How was disembarkation? It was fine. It was a little different than my other experiences with Carnival because they had us wait in the theater. So they had everybody kind of waiting in the one spot. And it was later. It was later than what I was used to as well. I think we didn't get off the ship until 1030, maybe 11. Okay. I get that. I guess it gets into port later as well. It was a little slow getting off. But once we got off, there was no problem, you know, picking up luggage and actually exiting the terminal or anything like that. That was all smooth and fine. Any first-time tips to offer someone either sailing out of Baltimore or sailing aboard Carnival Legend? Sailing out of Baltimore? So it doesn't bother me. I enjoy it. But the the water was rough from time to time, which I've always heard about coming down the Atlantic. I don't mind the rocking one bit. It doesn't bother me. But, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people were feeling it. My cousin got sick one night. So I guess be prepared for that. You know, I, I did bring some medicine just in case. I was, you know, the one time I don't bring it will be the one time I get sick, I figure. So I would be prepared for that for Mm -hmm. sure. And as far as the legend, I would say, I know it's a smaller ship, but I feel like I didn't feel like I was missing anything, right? I didn't, other than sex size, Um, but I didn't feel like, oh, this ship is too small, which I have sailed on one other small ship that I did feel that way on. So I would say just, you know, explore everything and, you know, it's there because it really does have a lot to offer. Looking back, what was the biggest highlight of this cruise? The biggest highlight, I think any cruise that goes to Half Moon, for me, that's always the highlight. Also, the casino. We had a lot of fun in the casino. It was one of the, I think, premier sailings. So some of us in the group had some of those drawings and stuff that they were participating in. So we had a lot of fun in there as well. And I really enjoyed the dining everywhere. I feel like everything I ate on that ship was really good. So that would also be a highlight. Nice. Well, looking back, what were your final thoughts of Carnival Legend? I would definitely, well, I am going to do it again, actually. Definitely would do it again. I um, have the same ship, the same itinerary booked for Christmas 2023. You know, I'm excited to check out a really big ship. I'm going to get on Mardi Gras this summer. I'm very excited for that. But I really enjoyed the legend and I kind of came off of it thinking, I know why so many people say they like the pride. Mm-hmm. And I know they're not exactly the same, but I get that they're very, very similar. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I felt like, oh, this is, you know, close to my home. It's kind of a home port. And it was nice to know that this is something I, I would do as much as I could because I, I really did enjoy it. Do you ever sail out of New York City? Like since you live there, Carnival Magic is there sometimes, also Carnival Horizon. I think Magic's there, uh, there this summer. I am booked for the Magic this summer, mm-hmm. and my first cruise ever was actually the Disney Magic out of New York. Oh, cool. um, The first summer, and um, the first summer they sailed out of New York, it went north. It went to Canada, and I 
basically, I had always just wanted to get on a Disney cruise. Yeah. So I didn't care where I was going. Okay. And then when they came to New York, I was like, well, this is, this is it. This is my opportunity. Um, so I'm excited to sail out of New York again. But again, you know, it's always nice if you don't have to get a plane ticket and deal with that. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, nowadays when you never know when it's going to get canceled. Yep. So I am cruising the magic this summer and I have my eye on one to Bermuda that I'm looking at for the end of the summer. So we'll see how that goes. Very good. We've been talking with Christy about her seven night cruise on Carnival Legend down to the Bahamas out of Baltimore. Christy, thank you so much for sharing this review. I really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got here, buddy. Ba, 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 da, ba, da. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.